Welcome to the Unhooked Podcast, hosted by author, writer, and recovery advocate, Annie Highwater. This is a podcast of real conversations and true stories from those who have been affected by and overcome adversity. Each episode will tell real, raw, sometimes unbelievable stories, opening up the lives of a variety of guests, as well as your host. You will hear stories of despair, recovery, and triumph from people who have risen from or are making their way through wilderness experiences. The goal of the Unhooked podcast is to take a deep, productive look into topics related to addiction, alcoholism, grief, mental and emotional health, family dysfunction, codependency, conflict, and other types of affliction. The good, the bad, the dramatic, the real-life stuff that all of us face. You will hear wisdom and hope from people who are fighters, who fought to persevere through bewildering circumstances and difficult obstacles. You can contact Annie by emailing annieunhooked at gmail.com. And now, enjoy the show. Hello, thanks for listening to the Unhooked Podcast. This one is going to be about dealing with an argument. Those arguments that seem to be unending, kind of a bottomless pit argument. Um, People ask me about these kinds of things pretty often because I've had a lot of conflict, but I've also studied concepts of conflict, not only in sessions of therapy, but certain things like verbal judo and just in training for um, the work that I do. And I've made a lot of mistakes when it comes to conflict. I've been dysfunctional and toxic many times myself, and I wanted to be strong and healthy and well when it comes to dealing with conflict. I heard a comment in, a, in the rooms years ago that said, healthy families communicate, dysfunctional people manipulate. And that really kind of hit home. I don't want to be manipulative when it comes to communicating things, whether I'm in agreement or dispute. I want to be able to have what's called healthy rupture and repair. I didn't have that growing up. If there was any type of rupture or a break in communication or a conflict rose up and got heated, we, none, nobody knew how to repair it and smooth things over or discuss it to the point of truth and solution and move on into peace and healing. I didn't have that. I wanted that. I didn't know how to have language for that. I didn't even know what I was searching for. I just know I wanted to be functional. I didn't want to be dysfunctional. I wanted healing and peace and strength and truth in my life. I was so desperate for peace and not to have constant chaos and drama. You know, I understand there's there's some people that I've heard it said people can be addicted to chaos or drama or there's some people that enjoy it or have, you know, adrenaline rushes, things like that. There's high conflict personalities. I'm just not that type. Even in the times that it might seem like I attracted drama, that was not out of any type of desire. That was out of a lack of knowledge. I never cared for conflict. Um, I didn't have a problem confronting something if I thought the outcome would be solution and peace. I didn't you know, dread that or fear that, but I always just wanted peace and calm because I come from so much upset and distress and constant crisis that I was just craving and hunting for peace all my life. So that said, here's some of the things I've learned to do and the tools to have in place and things to turn to if conflict sprouts up. And honestly, it doesn't so much anymore. It might with somebody not super close to me, Um, I've worked it out with most people that are close to me in my life and those that it wasn't able to work out with. um, If uh, amends could be made or we just move on. I don't have feuding in my life. 
but conflict is a part of life. So if there's disagreements or misunderstandings that come up, I definitely have healthier tools in the toolbox to turn to. So one of them is a rule that I have where I will say something three times and after that, I'm not going to go on and on. Um, the way I see it, most people that I communicate with are adults and know how to read and obey traffic laws and are smart. I don't need to say something over and over and over again to make sure they get my point. Um, that's kind of harassment or nagging and that just keeps me locked into something that I should have moved on from or that should be resolved or it's not going to be. Um, I heard somebody, a military man, say recently, there are problems you can solve and problems you can manage to live with. Um, so you have to decide if the conflict you're dealing with is one or the other. Can you resolve it or can you manage it and live with it? Or do you need to just move on from it? Saying something over and over isn't going to, I don't think it does anybody any good if you're trying to make a point or, or, or if you're begging somebody to recognize how they're treating you, especially. People know, they know what they do, and they especially know if you've said something repeatedly or requested that something stop or something be tended to. There's no need to say something more than three times. And then after that, I go back to myself. I do a deep inner dive and I deal with the feelings. I deal with resentment or frustration because maybe it wasn't resolved or I'm not being heard. Or I, you know, whatever the case may be, I always have to bring it back to me because I'm the only one I'm accountable for. Um, And I learned from, there is a codependent coach that I had on the podcast a while ago. She's really, I love to read her stuff and watch her videos. Her name's Lisa Romano. I learned from her a powerful statement one time she said, you have to understand that there are just some people that have an agenda not to hear you. That's their whole motive. They, they hear you. They understand what you're saying full well, but their agenda is to not have peace with you, not to truly hear you and understand you and resolve anything. So you're going to be at odds forever. And, and as, as toxic as that sounds, that exists. And I'm going to repeat that concept that I don't, like to look at things necessarily as good or bad, but as healthy or unhealthy. And when somebody's toxic like that, it's definitely unhealthy. Whether they're in an unhealthy season or they live a lifestyle that's unhealthy, I don't want to be unhealthy. So I'm not going to latch and hook my wagon onto it and remain around it for very long, especially at this stage of the game. So I will say something three times and then I'm going to move on. And I'm going to figure if, if a situation hasn't changed after three statements, and three attempts, it's probably not going to, what do I do now? How do I accept it or redirect myself? And I will say that that also um, applies to amends. If I have done, made a mistake or hurt somebody or offended or wronged somebody, first of all, I'm not going to ever set out to intend to do that. I will not intentionally hurt anybody, but I am human and flawed and sometimes unaware. If I do that and somebody presents it to me or I become aware of it or I'm confronted um, in a way that's not nasty or aggressive or insane. But if I'm, you know, addressed about it in a way that's respectful and adult, I will absolutely make amends and, and make it right in any way that I possibly can to undo the damage and be sorry. But I'm not going to say sorry over and over and over again. I'm not going to keep reliving things. I'm not going to be blamed for things repeatedly because of whatever mistake was there. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life being sorry for something. I'm going to present it with a heartfelt, sincere apology, especially if I know I've done something wrong. 
And then we got to move on. I'm not carrying the burden of that. I spent way too many years hating myself, just to be real. Blaming myself and shaming myself and second guessing and racking my brain to analyze how messed up I was and what I got wrong and what damage I did and how I could avoid this or that or just all of those things that we do when we're caught up in our own head despising ourselves and our lives or despising our patterns and the painful situations we keep finding ourselves in. I spent way too many years like that and I worked way too hard sitting down in the midst of a painful time and analyzing how to heal it, how to do the next right thing, how to completely replace all of my decisions and behaviors and lead a healthy life. I'm not going to be repeatedly sorry, not over the same issues, and I'm not going to dredge up the past and continuously be hammered over it. I'm just not doing it. It's not healthy. No one's meant to do it. It solves nothing. That's not adult, and that's not rupture or repair. That's not health. So my rule is three times and done. Of course, there's exceptions. Not everything's set in stone, but that's pretty much it. Um, I will say the goal is always to do whatever it takes to have peace, especially in those bottomless, unending you know, things that seem like they're dragging on and on and we're just not getting it. We're just not hearing one another. We're just not meeting in the middle in any way. There's no solution. Whatever it takes to have peace or to get to the point of peace as quick as possible. Um, I have loved the statement, drop the rope. We don't have to take every fight we're invited to and we don't have to accept every invitation to drama. It might seem like you are backing down or not standing up for the truth or being weak or afraid or you might even be accused of being afraid. Who cares? That's not the truth. It's wiser and smarter and stronger and actually harder to pursue peace than it is to fight something out over and over. I think to me, that's weak. That's not strong. Dropping the rope when you know you're not getting anywhere and you're just in this tug of war with someone you don't want to exchange energy with any longer, that's the wisest thing to do. To me, that's strong. I love the expression, save your breath to cool your soup. That can apply as well to, I'm only gonna say things a time or two or three times and then I'm moving on. I'm not gonna repeat things over and over again. You heard me or you're not getting me, or you don't want to. Let's keep it moving. I absolutely love the acronym JADE. I learned this from the rooms. And that stands for justify, argue, defend, or explain. Um, Unless I want to, or it's a a situation of authority and addressing something, and even then it's gotta be done in a spirit that's not backing me in a corner and making me feel threatened, or activating fear and emotion and threat within me. Whatever the case may be, I am not required to, and I am not going to justify, argue, defend, or explain, especially repeatedly, myself to anyone unless I'm in a court of law facing a prosecutor and trying to get out of a sentence. And I will avoid that at all costs too. I don't have to justify myself. I don't have to argue. I don't have to take any argument. And I don't have to defend myself or anything unless I'm righting a wrong. And I don't have to explain myself. And I certainly don't have to chronically live like that with anyone taking authority over me and in any way condemning or criticizing me or putting me on the defense where I feel like I owe them an explanation. I owe them my justifications. I owe them an argument. I'm sucked into it. I have to explain... All of that is, especially repeatedly, it's so toxic and unhealthy and it's such a time waster. It eats up so much energy and it's drama. 
And honestly, it's traumatizing and I'm tired. I don't, I'm not doing it. So I wish I would have come up with that rule or heard that acronym years and years ago. I would have avoided a whole lot of wasted hours on the phone. So that said, again, it's about whatever it takes to have peace. One other great thing I heard when I was um, in, actually I heard, I believe this from Lisa Romano as well. We were talking about how painful it is when you go through a time of being falsely accused, and especially if there's a smear campaign. You'll often hear somebody get going through a divorce and everyone in their life seems to turn on them or believe a person who's maybe not being honest about what happened. And everybody turns against someone. They're um, scapegoated and all of these accusations are going around and people are believing and jumping on board. And you know, I've witnessed it in my family. I've been through things like this. Um, and then people that you thought were your friend or that you had spent time around, all of a sudden they side with somebody who's completely against you or somebody that's totally lying about you. It's so painful to go through stuff like that. So when you know you are in the right, you have not, to the best of your knowledge, done anything wrong or terrible or criminal or whatever, and maybe even you are the one that's owed the apology, that can be such a toxic place on your own to try to bear and make it through. It's so hard. You want to defend yourself. You want peace. You want things made right. You want people to stop talking or believing or thinking or whatever. And it just creates this monster in your mind or in your life. And, you know, there are some people that can say, who cares what they think or what they say? And, you know, God bless you. You're awesome if you're able to do that. For me, I have had times where I've struggled too hard and it's not about... I need this person to like me or I need this group of people to believe me or get me. It's about not being hated for something I know I'm not guilty of. That's not even in my character. It's not even how I operate or in my thought processes to do. I've just been accused or misunderstood. Not that I'm perfect and haven't got a million things wrong, but I'm talking about a different kind of situation like that. When you know you've not caused drama or problems, you're being looked at a certain way, talked about a certain way, attacked and ambushed and plotted or planned about or laughed at or whatever and it just seems ongoing and there's nothing you can do um lisa talked about how she sat down just because she wanted to be free of it and she wrote herself an apology from one or two people and said what she needed to hear that she would love for them to say you know i believe you i made a mistake i realized this is not even the type of person you are you would never do this or that and I apologize. And then she ripped it up and got rid of it and moved on as if those words had been said to her and she was able to get a release from them and find peace and move forward. And, you know, that's not being dishonest or delusional or living in denial. It's a helpful tool. Of course, you know, you know, you're not making something up and believing that didn't happen. You're just kind of helping yourself through the process because you're not getting peace from this person. You're not getting resolution with these people sometimes it's okay just to sit down for a few minutes and handle it yourself even if you need to apologize on their behalf and move on so that said these are some of the things I do when I am dealing with something that seems unending or frustrating high conflict personalities um, false accusations when somebody seems to want to do tug of war and I want to just drop the rope and tend to my goals and the things that truly matter and not conflict or when it comes to not justifying arguing defending or explaining I mean I don't know what everyone's goal is but for me again my goal is to have a life that is productive a life that is successful a life that is healthy more than anything healthy and a life that is full of peace 
And I know no other way to achieve that except to do the deep inner dive and work things out on my side of the street. So that said, until next time, I wish you well. You have been listening to the Unhooked Podcast. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode by the guests belong solely to the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the host or any affiliated organization or institution. Annie's books, Unhooked and Unbroken, can be found in Amazon, Cokesbury, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold. You can find her work by searching Annie Highwater on Facebook. If you have enjoyed the Unhooked podcast, please share, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. We hope you'll keep coming back to listen to the Unhooked podcast. Thank you.